So Matt, yes. I think you're going to be pretty excited because just around the corner, you will finally be able to mishandle prostitutes once again in Grand Theft Auto. Oh God! Oh, oh. I'm just basing this on wh- how you used to play the game on your live streams. You know, I was not sure where that one was going. Is that the like, right term? Do I, I say sex worker now? What I don't we- know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Is it, can, is it politically correct? Are there politically correct terms for this? Probably. I don't know. I think I'm like, I'm going to turn into like those old politicians that use that old terminology where people are like, oh, you can't say that anymore. I'm like, well, well when I grew up, you said. When I grew up, how, how dare you? you said the Things P are word. changing too quick. Things are changing too quick, though. They are. Did you hear that the, the word of the year is uh, Riz? <laughs> riz. Riz is the, do, do you know what Riz is? Oh boy. All right. No, you I don't, don't know what. Oh, no. it's basically charisma. It's it's literally just charisma. Why Riz, do we need charisma. to make that a short word? How often do know. people use the term charisma? It just means that you're likable, it's, basically. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. They, they got Riz. Can they have eat? charisma. Oh, they got Riz. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm always the last I'm, to hear about these terms. I'm rizzed dude. up. I don't know if that's actually a term people use, but yeah, that's <laughs> it's it's the word of the. <laughs> I'm rizzed up, baby. <laughs> you got Riz, Matt. Uh, Riz Timio. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, back, right back at you. We, God, we sound so old. Well, that's what the... I think we're just going to have to... I was thinking about some different names for the podcast. I was thinking two white guys have another podcast is like one of the titles, you know, just two, yeah, yeah. two white guys in their podcast or like, yeah. yeah, yeah, old gamers just rant about stuff, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, my, my, my favorite is the, the term that Zoomers use, which is uh, bricked up. Which means that they're, um, you know, you know, uh, hard. And uh, what I think of is they're constipated. Yeah, that does make me think of constipation much more than the other right? thing. Right, that's what I'm saying. So anytime someone says that phrase, I'm like, you're, excuse me? Well, it's like when people say, uh, I'm going to shit a brick, right? Like that's Right, exactly. Yeah. That's my, that's my thought too. Yes. So it's kind of ironic how that's how things change. Kids and these days, man. They just don't know their lingo. They, they don't, don't get know. it. Did is lingo just getting worse and worse, or are no, we I, just I older? Think so. I think we're I think just we're older. just getting older. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we would use phrases like that sick to describe things that definitely weren't yeah, ill. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we we do well. It's dope stuff like that. Yeah, we're making up words. Oh, that's that's hella tight. That's what I used to say. Mm-hmm. Hella yep. tight. We're just getting old level. Yeah. Did you, um, probably not. Cause I think this happened l- moments before the podcast went live, but somebody leaked the GTA six trailer. Oh, I'll probably just wait for the official one. Yeah. Well, cause they put buy Bitcoin across the front of it. <laughs> so you can't even watch it. It just Woo! says buy Bitcoin. <laughs> You're like, okay. Like you think this Why is, is going to Bitcoin always associated with stuff that's clearly shady. It's like, oh, Hey, there's this leaked. Oh, and, and Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cri- cause cool. crypto bros, man. They're like, yeah. you know, I don't know, man. I know. I wish I Ah, cryptocurrency is a cool thing that just got wrapped up in like the douchiest stuff of all time. You know, you're like, oh, this is an interesting technology. And then people are like buy my board eight yacht thing or whatever, you know? Yep. Yeah. It definitely died down though, which I'm glad that it did. Cause I don't want people to lose their money, but I didn't like the way that things were heading for uh, crypto and all that. And so I'm like, it's basically, you know, NFTs too. I'm glad yeah. it all kind of, Oh, it's died down for now, Matt. It's going to come back. Give oh, it I'm another sure it year will. or two. 
I'm sure it'll hit the moon or something. And then, then we'll be like, did you buy the latest Matimio coins or whatever? You're going to be shilling it on your stream, you know? Oh, yeah. You know me. Just <laughs> can't wait to just get that next thing to Yeah, Matimio is worth more than Doge now, haven't you heard? <laughs> <laughs> also, how do you know when you hit the moon? When you, you know, they're like, to the moon. Well, what's the moon? When do, when do we get to the moon? And what happens? Do we all get off at the moon? Do we keep going to Mars? Like Some people get off at the moon. Yeah. Hopefully. I think that's the idea is you want to get off at the moon and then, and then you, you have a giant. You know how awesome it would be to have a moon base? <laughs> I want civilization to get to the point where we have an established moon base, you know? I think they're working on it. I think that's, um, I think NASA, uh, they, their latest moon mission stuff, have you seen the cool rover that they've designed for it? No, no. It's pretty neat looking. The only problem is, is that they're going to the moon and nobody cares, right? Cause I, I care. Yeah, but what are you going to do there, Matt, other than be Establish bored? a base, and that base allows us a foundation to go to everywhere else in our solar system level, Cap. It's an incredibly integral part of the intergalactic conquest. <laughs> yeah, I just wish there was more there. It's just gray. It's just rocks and kind of gray oh dust. Oh my god, this tran... Did you mean to do this? What? Transition into uh, Starfield? No, what's the transition? Oh, there was a so there was okay, okay. For those, this is this is flawless. I, it's okay. like we're professionals or something like that. Speaking <laughs> of the moon, um, Starfield, they had some people responding. It was probably, um, I, I don't know, maybe interns, who knows, but they were responding to cr criticisms, uh, on like Steam reviews. So one of them was, Hey, there isn't a lot of things to do on these planets, they're kind of boring. And they had a response to that, which was astronauts who went to the moon weren't bored, even though there wasn't anything up there, because they're astronauts. And they were trying to equate being an astronaut to exploring the, the moons and planets of uh, Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. It was the dumbest response. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, Your they weren't bored to... because, like, they're in a the most hostile environment <laughs> known to man. If they right. screw up anything, they're dead. Right. Yeah, and then they have like a very specific amount of time in which they have to accomplish like twenty different goals mm -hmm. and missions. Yeah, they're yeah. not bored because they're like, we have to do these twenty things, and there's two billion dollars <clears throat> riding or twenty billion dollars riding on this, and we got a lot. Yeah. Of course, yeah. they're not bored. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that has, tends to happen when you have adrenaline coursing through your veins for like 48 hours straight, you know? My God. Yeah, so they apparently they responded to a bunch of different reviews and pe like the people that uh, left comments and stuff like that on, on Steam. And that was the one that really caught my eye. It's like, are you kidding me right now? You can't. You can't equate the two yeah. even close. So were these developers or a Star Citizen official? It was probably like a PR. I I, I don't know who, uh. who was in charge, but yeah, it wasn't like Todd was responding to these criticisms or anything like that. But they like they were responding, and it just once again, I think I think Star Citizen gets a lot of probably too much hate. There there seems to be a bit of a hate bandwagon. There's there's definitely criticisms that the the game deserves, but it feels like people like to like pile on now yeah um you mean starfield starfield start not yeah did i say star yeah. citizen apologies yeah, yeah. starfield star citizen stars they both get a lot of hate i just wasn't yeah, they, sure they if you were building a no point. no okay that's fair um so i i, I but <laughs> they're not helping their case no they're just making comments like that you know it's entertaining man
It is. I enjoy it. I don't think Starfield is going to hold up to the test of time to the likes of other Bethesda games that have like people have really enjoyed as much with modding because I just don't I don't see how much modding is going to be able to like fix the core loading problems and stuff that like really get in the way but i don't know level cap i can't tell if you were just the best person for transitions in my entire life because ironically <laughs> i just saw an article where todd was talking about how he wanted this game to last as long as uh skyrim so you know buckle up for another 10 years 20 years of starfield because that's what we're gonna get oh boy i can't wait for starfield too the, where the main feature is 50 percent like less loading screens or something yeah <laughs> see the thing that goes to where i actually think the game would have been more fun traveling around and discovering things is if there was if it was more true to life where you did have to deal with zero gravity and you had to fly around going from the planet to space and then if all of that was like star citizen i mean that's why star citizen so much fun right is mm -hmm. it is all connected and all of those things yeah um, and there's challenges in landing yeah right yeah, yeah. right like where so, do i set down where do i land oh i'm getting too close to the outpost they're going to detect me let me fly somewhere else there's a whole there's a whole nuance in gameplay there other than like now just get out and run to the waypoint scan the thing kill the guy yep. whatever you know yeah so uh, ironically i think yeah. if it was more true to life like an actual astronaut it probably would have been more entertaining yeah yeah and i they had ev eva the zero g astronaut mechanics in the game and they used it like never sparingly. yeah there's very like sparingly. very few moments i was like those are some of my favorite points parts of like um have you ever played oh man there's this really good single player game i'm trying it's called prey um oh yeah yeah do you play it I, didn't, I i played a little bit i i for some reason stopped okay. uh, i need to play it again because it's apparently incredible it's great it's great it's um a fantastic sci-fi game and it's got lots of uh missions where you're outside of a space station doing eva stuff and it's all puzzly and you have to watch your oxygen and all this other stuff and it's they just do a really good job and you're like man i, lo I love how much fun these eva assignments can be and like starfield's mm -hmm. like they made it all and then they didn't do anything with it and i was like huh weird well i think they i think they had just a bunch of different people working on certain like different projects and then they all combined them at the end and that's yeah. why things kind of feel so separate that's my guess, at least. You know, it is looking a little bit better than mm. kind of Star Starfield is uh, Stalker 2. They released a new trailer. So yeah, what, I saw. What happened is the original teaser trailers for Stalker looked really cool because it's like Unreal Engine 5 cranked to the max and everybody's like, whoa, yeah. this looks dope. Then they yep. launched another trailer that was for the Gamescom demo, and it looked like dialed way back. It looked way like way back. It looked like an older game, and yep. some people were pointing out that it doesn't didn't even look quite as good as some of the stalker mods that are out right now. Um, then they released a new trailer just recently, and the graphics yep. seem to be dialed all the way back up. So maybe not as dialed up, but like, especially the facial animations in yeah, particular, the, that was the one thing that I noticed is that like the faces looked really good, very uncanny Valley, but mm -hmm. like you could see like the sweat on his brow and everything. And yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it looked, it looked great. Yeah. It seems like the game is setting up for a bit of monologuing, but like in a cool way, uh, if mm -hmm. you're familiar with that universe, it's very dark and dystopian. Um, and <laughs> 
I mean, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called Stalker, which is kind of an interesting name because it's not about stalking people. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess you're supposed to be sneaky sense? around, know. and you yeah. know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's not the stalker game that you like to play, Matt. Okay, you know. What it's... are you trying to insinuate, Level Cap? Please, <laughs> please, sir. I am. A, I am a man of honor and dignity. Please. Yeah. Anyway, the new Stalker trailer looks cool. I'm excited for it. I still don't think there's... Oh, yeah, quarter one 2024 is the release date for it. So they're trying to stick to it, and I hope they can. Um, yeah. Because uh, that's... If they have the delay, just delay it. I don't think anyone's going to give them a hard time about it. I mean, I'm, so people will, obviously, but yeah. people who actually have like even a decent amount of sure uh, self-respect <laughs> there's also the economic side of it when people are always like just delay the game and people are like well we only have this much budget to pay our yeah, staff there so is that we too. gotta launch yeah. it at a certain point otherwise yep. we're deeply in the red you know yeah um so yeah hopefully that'll be a good title but i'm excited for it and the new trailer got me sort of it's taking me on my little emotional roller coaster of like is this game gonna suck is it gonna be great we'll find out soon mm-hmm um Speaking of dark dystopian games, you see the latest Fortnite news. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no. The, uh, I think I did. What? What about it? The Fortnite Lego stuff. Have you seen that? Oh, I I saw like a little bit of, but I didn't actually see gameplay or anything. I just knew. That I don't there was think Lego. they've shown off gameplay, but they're like. I so I was trying to figure out what I saw it is. M and M turn into a Lego. That's basically all I saw. Yeah, it actually looked cool because. Hmm. I'm Fortnite hasn't turned my head in like years, right? They haven't done anything. Right. I'm like, whoa, time to hop back in. And then Lego shows up. You're like, let's go Fortnite. Exactly. I'm all in, baby. I think they're kind of embracing their their aid, their demographic a bit. But um, you know me, I'm a big Lego fan, so I saw it and I was like, it actually makes sense given all the construction in Fortnite. So I'm like, okay, uh -huh. it finally is adding up thematically because before it was just like. Hey, you guys want to go shoot some stuff and also build things randomly out of thin air? And you're like, I guess. I, yeah. Yeah. Why? This game is super successful, but like thematically very confusing. unbelievably successful. I played yeah. it actually last night. I What? Oh, Fortnite yeah. Classic? Did you do the, the class? Yeah. The, the, yeah, I didn't play Lego, but I played the Battle Royale. And it shows you how many people are playing. They had 1.3 million people mm. playing the build version. And then the no build, which is just the one that I played because I don't know how to build. Yeah. They had 1 million as well. Dear God. Like, that is the amount insanity. of people playing that game is, I mean, they just came out with their chapter, their new chapter, chapter five, mm -hmm. which, you know, that's probably why there's so many people it's time on to right buy now. some epic stock, dude. I'm going to go buy some epic yeah. stock freaking nuts how many people were playing i uh i wonder how the um their editor has been impacting the player numbers at all are did from the main menu have you does it show places where you can play the modded versions or the, like the mod yeah scene? i didn't get into it but it looked like they also had like different mods and also how many people were playing in those mods too okay but i didn't i didn't take a close enough look at it yeah, I'd be curious because they're very much trying to just like say, hey, Roblox, we're going to do exactly what you're doing, but on the Unreal 5 engine and right. good luck. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it feels like Roblox's days might be numbered, but we'll we'll see. I mean, Roblox we'll is a I mean, behemoth. If you have an established player base, as long as that, well, that established player base could grow out of it. And then what are you left with, right? Yeah, if, if there's the a new players are coming in a Fortnite and not going to Roblox, then right. days are numbered. 
Speaking of numbered days, you're liking all our amazing transitions. This, this is podcast. very good. Yeah, I, we're so we're so professional. <laughs> the days are numbered to the release of Skull and Bones, that game that's been in production forever. I think. Is it okay? You can, we say it's going to Ubisoft come out. Ubisoft says February 2024. So if they're wrong, we're gonna find out very soon, right? That is true. Yeah, it's only a couple months away. But like they've said, they've, they've said they've had this release date so many times. How many times has it been delayed? Like at least ten, more than ten times. It's I don't know, but that sounds it's about right. That does sound about right. It's, it's become a meme at this point where people are like, yeah. I don't even care. Just if a cool pirate game comes out someday, then great. I'm just gonna yep. I'll sit here and. But yeah, it's happening. I guess you played it on, a couple of years ago, one year ago, maybe. I don't think it's been that long. Okay, been, more uh, recent. Six months, maybe? And you maybe were not like super impressed, or you liked I, it? No, I actually kind of thought it was neat, but yeah. I was neat. worried about the longevity of it, because you start off, you literally start off with nothing, right? You you basically have, like, a, a tiny little just uh, dinghy. I don't know what they're actually called. You basically have this tiny little ship. You go around, you scavenge for, like, resources, and then you buy your first ship, and then you mm -hmm. go out and you... You do piracy and then you get a bigger ship and then bigger and you get better upgrades and uh, it really turns into kind of like an odd RPG and who knows what the actual game is going to look like because eventually I was getting upgrades that I could heal friendly ships. So I could send out like I could shoot a friendly ship with a healing cannon and heal them. Mm -hmm. So it's like walking this line of trying to be like piracy but also at the same time being a video game RPG that's and tough because the trailers that I think attracted everybody in the first place made it look a bit more hardcore and a little more yeah. realistic. And then if you're like, I shoot you with my heel cannon and you're like, right. what is happening now? Right. The yeah. thing is, is like it also has like end game content where you will attack giant keeps and there'll be different challenges and you'll explore the world trying to and then you'll get better loot for doing those activities. There's like raids, I guess. And we'll see. It, it just feels like a concept that sounded really cool in theory. And now they're trying to make it work. And it's just not as cool as they may have thought. And they've just been scrambling, trying to like get it to work. Yeah. And I think as when they announced it, it was, it must've been closer to a run when Sea of Thieves was like just getting started or something. I can't even remember. Maybe. I'm probably so off long. on this. But I think it was before Sea of Thieves had fully established the game. Because Sea of Thieves started off in like, it just wasn't particularly content rich when it first came out. So people right. yeah, burned it was, out It was heavily quick. criticized. But they've added so much to it now. So now it's like, okay, now you're coming into a market in which there's already a fairly accessible sort of open world style pirate game out there. So good luck you know yeah and the fact that it's all third person too you never go into you do eventually go into first person not first person, third person technically where you wander mm -hmm. around as a person you know and like there's treasure that you can find on islands which is kind of neat i guess uh it's very odd but you can never like go and board another person's ship and then start doing melee combat or something yeah it's all just ship to ship which yeah. I know some people are not going to be a fan of considering that this was it's already uh, a downgrade of Sea of Thieves from that regard. Right. In that respect. Yep. What is um, so I don't know. What is second person? We always say first person, third first person. First person, second person. I have no does second person even exist? I don't know. Nobody does actually. Is second yeah. person in the room with you right now? 
We don't know. Are you going to Google it, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> Why is there no second person? Uh, second person is the you perspective. That's so, according to Google. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Yeah, me either. We're not smart enough for this one, man. Hell no. No way. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> so you said February is when it releases, though? February. February. God, what a dumb English is so stupid. I know, dude. Well, I think we should all just start saying February. Just to like, like, say it uh, like it's spelled like Wednesday. When, when, yeah, Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why, why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know, man. I mean, there's so many stupid things about English. Yeah, I know. And then Americans were like, let's adopt the U.S. standard measurement system because that's my Lord. Why did we do that? No, there's no way we're going to change it, but I wish we could change because it's such a better system. Yeah, I can teach you the metric system in like a minute. And yeah. you're just like, okay, it makes sense yeah. to me. Multiples mm-hmm. of 10, who would have thought? Easy. Yeah, just keep going up. That's simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I mean, like, if we really did make the transition, it would take a long time. Like, all of our roads, all of our signs, everything is in. Yeah. One of our, um, one of the Martian lander craft crashed horribly because one team was doing metric and the other team was doing us standard and it was like oh yeah yep that'll do it when your craft is going they never do that now it's always just metric so yeah i think nasa works exclusively in metric but i don't know you would have you would have thought they would have done that before but you know that's fine yeah imperial (laughs) system right okay it was made by the english wasn't it like the king system or something i don't even know man uh, chat's trying to cl- correct our stupidity over here on our actual. Uh, are we being stupid? I don't. How we're not being stupid, are we? Well, technically, the imperial system we use was made by the English, and they use it miles and miles per hour, but they use the metric for everything else. Oh well, doesn't matter who started it; it still sucks, and we still <laughs> and we still use it like idiots. So yeah, yeah. There's this. Um, so speaking of space people using the metric system. There's this cool. <laughs> no, that was the tra- Actually, uh, yes, go. I'm c- trying c- here. Cook, cook yeah. it, baby. You got there we it. Go. Uh, <clears throat> another cool space game that uses metric is Star Citizen. Ah, yeah. who could have seen this one coming? Okay, all right. Let's 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 see what what do you got? What do you got for me this year all or right. this this week? I should say, not year. So, um, <laughs> oh, uh, there's a there's a bit of spicy drama going on in the Star Citizen community. I love drama. Okay. Uh, Avenger One, a notable community member, put out a video oh. on the toxic underworld of Star Citizen, where he oh. dug up quite a few recorded meetings and conversations over from one of the most toxic orgs, I guess, in the game. Okay. And it's pretty vile stuff. These are people that are like, fighting in a video game for territory but they're talking about doxing people and like making deep fakes and trying to ruin their reputation IRL and then what yeah yeah it's wild and one of them spit on a streamer at citizen con like because they just have a war against different peoples I don't, it's pretty wild wait, wait, stuff wait, wait, wait a second wait a second yeah, they're yeah. playing a video game correct where they're supposed to have fun 
And their fun is to take it to a personal level where yeah. it affects real life situations. Yeah. And the meetings of this org are just so damning. When you listen to them talk, they're just like, you know, does anybody have a problem with us taking this to like uh, any moral issues with us taking this to a level where we're going to like ruin their org and, dis and have them disband and like turn them against each other and like destroy their credibility and reputation and they're taking it it's like it's like they read Sun Tzu like the art of war and they're like let's just employ all the hor horrific tactics of actual warfare in any way possible but for a video game with real people yeah. and who are just trying to have fun yeah it's pretty wild stuff and the thing is is like while this might seem like some sort of weird outlier in terms of like there's just one org of a bunch of bad apples unfortunately this is something that has happened in eve online as well in oh, that, really? yeah they get really crazy about t territorial wars over there because you can actually own areas of space for but the most that's part. the thing is you can't own territory and star citizens so what are they yeah that's why what are they doing what are well, they doing that's what's freaky is like it's sort of like eve is getting started over here before there's even a reason to have that level of warfare not that i would say there's ever a reason to have that right. level of warfare right, 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 right. but you know um it's pretty wild to watch i don't it's just toxic people kind of getting together and being more toxic you know and enabling each other to do worse and worse things to other players but Man, uh, see, I, I like the stories from Eve where there was like one person who infiltrated a certain company and rose through the like literally rose yeah. through the ranks to the point where and then they self-sabotaged because they were actually a spy the entire time and like flipped the switch. And then it was devastating for that organization, like stuff like that for the organization would suck. But yeah. like as a but it story happens in and, game too, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's happening in game where they can do all this crazy stuff and. I, I would say to some extent there's some issues with it in that like, you know, they tried to start a bank in Eve and like one of the guys who was running the bank took all the money out of it and uh, sold it, you know, and so like there's there's some problems with that type of stuff, but um, I guess that is because that did translate to real world. So that's really the problem with it there. But right, right. yeah, I like the sort of um, sabotage and spying stuff that can be fun to a certain degree as long as you leave it in the game right if you see these people at a convention you're not like you know having having animosity towards them and anger you're like oh good you know good good time you spied on us there and like screwed us over you know ah it's all it's all fun and games right but these guys are just taking it to this level where um yeah jason brought it up one of the poor somebody that we like you know a content creator got spit on at the citizen con and it's just like it's disgusting these guys are just yeah anyway so people are sort of waiting to see if cig is going to take a, a stronger stance against this or if they're gonna let players try and handle it legally because some of the stuff they're doing is technically illegal you know with the doxing like and stuff like that i is, feel like it's yeah. on them to try and foster a, a yeah a community that is at least not that toxic, you know, there's, I agree. there's, you're, there's always going to be toxicity in any game. You know, you're not going to be able to stop it entirely, but that doesn't mean they can't try and curve that a little bit. Yeah. I, I try and put myself in their shoes as if we're fostering a gaming community, you want the community to be healthy and you want to promote good values and good ideals. And when people take it beyond the system, you go, okay, well, technically this is a legal matter, but we have indisputable evidence of these people doing this. 
we're right. gonna we're gonna ban them. You know, that's right. that's the in-game punishment that we have power over, right? And so it does get complicated because you do have to have indisputable evidence, or like at least you want to set a standard, right? Where you're like, we're not gonna ban people unless we have a very, very high degree of evidence showing that they have done these actions. But in this case, right. there is pretty much indisputable stuff. It's all recorded. <laughs> And a lot of other stuff. So I would hope that CIG sort of puts their foot down now because it'll be easier to stamp it out by setting an example now rather than waiting like, oh, if, two to three years down. Yeah, if it gets really, really bad and they had an opportunity to curb it earlier, then it's going to be harder to to stop it at a later date. So hmm. that's just unfortunate that people are taking it to that extreme. Like I get I get wanting to be competitive and I get trying, you know, there's. There's some fun to be had where you, you know, it's a part of your life. I get that. Yeah. But to take it to that, mm-hmm. that yeah, point. Yeah, I've is got just, no issue much. with people kind of being trolls in game, right? Like if that's right. who you want to be, you want to be a pirate and you want to go screw yeah. somebody over and go do it. But like, yeah, once you start like aggressively, say, stream sniping content creators or doing anything IRL, you know, using IRL yeah. tools to screw people over, um, and the doxing thing and all that that's, stuff that's, is that's it's, just literally crossed yeah, yeah way yeah. way beyond the line yeah anyway i'm hoping it doesn't get started in star citizen i hope i hope they take the the means necessary to curb it but that's kind of the darker side of what um has come to light recently about the some members of the community overall star citizen really warm welcoming community but like any community they got their bad apples right mhm um, the latest thing in terms of what's happening in the game is they've launched, they're testing a new patch right now, which has got the, the giant salvage arm that comes off the front of this huge spaceship and it's supposed to rip apart oh. ships. I think oh. I was, dem- I was talking to you about it a while ago where you could like hole scrape the outside of ships. Mm-hmm. This new patch. Now you can finally disintegrate the entire hole of a ship and gobble it up. Oh, wow. Does yeah. it actually show it visually? Like you just slowly it does, destroying? but it looks like garbage. And so the community... <laughs> I, figured it, yeah. I figured it would, right? The community is not particularly happy, and CIG did not announce that this was actually a placeholder effect until ah. they figure out a better thing, because they're waiting on a more advanced system called Maelstrom to come into the game it's before be they do so it the way. so difficult. Yeah, yeah. Like, how I, do you get an animation? How do you get the, how do you get, because basically it's a different art asset for all the different phases. And how do you make those phases not look bad? It's yeah. got to be so hard. It's really tricky. I think they're on to something with the way it works, but there's, it's a very, it's a very um, first step implementation of salvage mm. because you can, I was, I was salvaging a small ship and it took me like 10 minutes to whole scrape and then break down the, then break down the whole hole and bring it into my cargo bay. And then I hopped on with a, a buddy while we were streaming and he was like, Oh dude, let me show you how broken this is. And we went out in the reclaimer, got a bigger level salvage mission. He's like, don't bother hole scraping it. We'll just break down the, the entire thing and scoop it up in like a few seconds. Cause it's super fast. Uh-huh. And it's worth like millions and millions of dollars. And yeah. So it's all broken right now in terms Whoa. of like how quick and easy it is to do. But technically there is a way to disintegrate a spaceship now and have it disappear from existence, which is kind of cool. So that is, that is cool. 
I mean, I guess what they could do to, to make it so that you don't have to have like an animation is you whole scrape it and then the pieces that you then can like put into your ship and then the ship inside like the interior and then that causes it to disintegrate and do, yeah. you know, the individual parts. That would I be like another thought way. That's what they were going to do because the interior of the reclaimer has a room that shows these giant grinders. Uh, like yeah, yeah, grinding yeah. stuff together. So I thought you'd see the bits of metal fall down there and now it all happened inside the ship, right? So you right. just feed it parts. But I think maybe one day they want to build up to that, but they're just like, we can't do that yet because mm. we're limited with the uh, the Maelstrom system, which is their new destruction system. So gotcha. yeah, anyway, it looks cool. I think we're going to get another good patch before the end of the year and seems relatively stable. So that's exciting. Neat. Yeah. At least that's a brighter side of things instead of the darkness that we just talked about. The dark toxicity. The darkness. Yeah. This isn't destiny, man. We don't just have like vague darkness everywhere. (laughs) Speaking of destiny, they're they're in hot water again. Uh, Uh, Destiny's just, they're they're, they're struggling a little bit. There is some positivity. They had a recent dungeon come out. I haven't played it myself, but people are, are happy with it. There's a new season that's going to last, I think, like eight months, which is maybe six, eight months. That's a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Destiny's going to have to really prove themselves over this next year. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how Bungie kind of handles themselves as a company because they've been with Destiny for a while. They don't really have a lot of other banging IPs going on right now. It's a lot of eggs in one basket, right? They were. It is. They were sort of under the Microsoft umbrella for a long time, and now Microsoft are the the beholders of Halo, right? And now yep. Bungie's like, okay, well, we got Destiny and... Marathon! Marathon! Which, yeah, I'm curious to see what... Uh, everybody's curious to see what, that, what they do with it, because it's Bungie, but yeah. Um, it is a lot of reliance on a single game ip right so it's like either you have destiny 3 right around the corner or you have some crazy upgrades for the game that are coming soon um i don't know what their numbers are but it's just it's a lot to be tied up in they're they're in a tight spot because i think the community is finally starting to get a little tired of their excuses and uh there is that you know you know you know dado uh, yeah. we've known Dado for a long time and he made a video talking about the new season going over things at the very end like you could tell how upset he was and how uh, how done he was with their like little ways of trying to make more money so there's a starter pack for $15 mm-hmm. and it gives you like a couple of things and he's just like what are you guys doing and you could just hear in his voice how he was just so sick of them just trying nickel and dime everyone it's like you guys are already in hot water and you just you put another thing out there to try to make even like more money from new people where this thing doesn't even really help all that much. And I think that just speaks to the entire community in a lot of sense that they so when Activision owned it was Activision, right? When they, yeah. they originally owned Bungie mm-hmm. or, or they, they were under the, the umbrella uh, and then yeah, they escaped from under them. And then they went independent, right? Like they were all by themselves. They're like, and now we can, re- everyone's thinking, oh, all of these issues with monetization and development and stuff like that was all because of Activision's fault. And then it turned out that no, it was because that's just, that it was Bungie all along. And now Bungie is going with Sony 
and it's like it's gone like the full circle, right? They 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 left a big company because it would give them independence, and now they're back on you know underneath mm-hmm. Sony's umbrella. It's like, well, of course nothing's going to change. It's 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 going to be as if it always was. So we'll see. I, I I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um, we've heard rumors that the they they know that this next expansion, they know that the final shape is make it or break it for them. If they fail, it's going to be pretty hard for them to come back and and I'm sure it won't go anywhere. I'm sure it will still always be a pretty big title, but yeah. they I think realize that they've they've got a lot riding on this expansion if they want to continue being as successful as they've been for as many years mm-hmm. as they have. It'd be interesting if they decided to take a crack at just doing a Destiny 3 and trying to solve some of the problems that the mm-hmm. franchise has had with like a redesign kind of conceptual redesign of how to approach things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the universe. They've put a lot of work into building up the characters and the lore and the visuals and all that. And I'm down yeah. for having a traditional fantasy game in a first person, you know, shell, if you will. I hate the way of storytelling though. It's, it's atrocious. It's very vague. I always hated it's, that too. It's too vague. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like vague stories. Like no. it's ironic because one of my favorite franchises is the Souls, the Dark Souls franchise, and everything in that is vague. Yeah. But like at least it's oozing atmosphere though, Dark yeah. Souls does. And then Destiny's got the atmosphere, but it kind of doesn't line up with some of the narrative stuff, if that makes sense to a degree. And they're always just talking to, like like space magic and and all and, yeah. and, like if you dive into it, it's it's cool and interesting, but it's like where yeah they they lost me when they just decided not to um with the first game give any explanation of what the darkness was or any of that stuff at the end of it and and you said that they clarified it a bit more later they do clarify it more yes like it's it's now i think well established and everything yeah okay okay but yeah i think they they didn't know what it was or something i don't know i don't think i think i think they came out and said yeah we didn't know where we were going with this 100 percent. yeah Yeah. it's just the darkness you know you gotta fight the darkness i was like okay that's like you put how much money into this game and you didn't even have an idea of what the bad guy was all right Mm -hmm. interesting but yeah I, yeah. I, I don't like how vague because like they do their big stories and sometimes they're interesting, but a lot of times it's like there's a big baddie and they have like a, a story to tell. But like the the overarching thing has always just been like just super vague. And they keep mentioning like you you kill like Savathun, what feels like a ton of times. So it's not actually Savathun. And then is she dead? Is she not dead? Is she, it's just, I don't know. It's just yeah. all over the place. You kind of, you're sort of dealing with space magic and demigod type characters. And then also mm-hmm. destiny two was very much kind of a militaristic campaign, right? Where you've got like, yeah, here's these big bad guys and they have, they look like ogres with jump jets. And then it's like a military campaign and you're like, okay. Yep. So like, it's, some of it's space magic demigod stuff and the other side of it is like now we're just we have armies and technology and you're like okay so and it's just all over the place you you don't really have a good idea of where where things rest are they just going to be like oh well then the bad guy has the magic crystal and that thing does the that gives him all the power and you're like okay i guess he has that now and you can just make up whatever you want at any point to change the narrative as you need it just seems silly yeah, I wish that they could express more in the game the really cool concepts that are in there without you having to go somewhere else for it. Mm-hmm. Because the hive, like Savathun and all that, they are like millions of years old. Mm-hmm. 
and they are a race who basically just went throughout the universe and destroyed things that were that basically they're they're all about the strongest survive right like the strongest thrive Mm -hmm. and like that's all really cool and they've been around forever but do you get the impression like when you're in that game that you're fighting a race of you know beings that have been around for like millions of years like i i don't get that impression at all um at least personally so it just it just feels like there's so much great lore there that they don't capitalize on and when they ever do try to explain things it's always in this just more amorphous uh, vague nonsense yeah yeah i and it's funny cuz fantasy is one of those things where i think they re- they rely a lot on people just sort of enjoying the characters and stuff and not having to explain stuff but my favorite fantasy are the are the ones that start to make rules about their universe and then they stick to the rules and they follow it and then you know the rules so well that you can start predicting or deciding what you could do within the universe and that's when fantasy gets really fun you know any of that stuff where you're like oh i bet in game of thrones this person's gonna backstab that person and then they'll have the pyrodynamic or if it's harry potter and you know the different spells and what they can do you can you're sort of predicting like what capabilities they might have in the next chapter or something and then yeah destiny's like i don't know like i don't know they will, <laughs> i don't know they gotta do they gotta do superpower yeah it's sweet yeah. yeah the darkness no, is gonna sure. get three times more powerful and but and then we'll get a new yaller horn rocket launcher thing and yeah it doesn't matter just just have fun and shoot stuff yeah yeah uh, so to give you an example of this I don't make may, may, this is a little spoiler. It's actually a pretty big spoiler. So it's for the mm. end of uh, I can't remember which one it was, but it was the most recent one about Sabathun. So mm-hmm. the entire time they, she has like the the hive champions have uh, ghosts, right? Yeah. Like, how does she get ghosts? Because it's basically like guardians, right? Did you say ghosts? Like, ghosts. Okay. Like oh. the, you know, your little, your little buddies, your companions. The, yes, the people yes, that, yeah. that, I thought that, you that said you goats to life. for a second. I was oh, like, oh no, she has, she has magical goats. Yeah, so they just they just they just bleating and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay, uh, she's got the little ghosts, right? Right. So she can bring back her people. They they come back to life like you do, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what makes the guardians so terrifying is that you you kill them and they just come back to life. So and I think the campaign, all of it was about around, and it was a good campaign. I won't lie. Um, it was probably one of their strongest. But then I think at the end, and my memory might be wrong, but you, re, you, you just you think that she stole them somehow from the Traveler, the giant ball thing. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it, the Traveler just gave it. She's, they gave it to her. And they don't. I, I don't think guess they explain. They yeah. sort of do or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. think they exp- I don't think. They, <laughs> I'm just like, what is this? I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So I'll have to. I could be wrong. And everyone's probably like, Matt, you idiot. You got this completely oh, off. But they said chat says they were tricked that they were tricked. Is why they, they were tricked. Oh. Yeah. But is it like vague writing like that? Where it's like, we were tricked by her. And you're like, oh, how? How did that unfold? We're not going to explain it. We will speak vaguely about how we were vaguely. tricked. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit on par for Bungie's story. I, I feel like Halo also kind of went off the rails at a certain point with the story writing too. And I was kind of like, okay, I don't I don't know anymore <laughs> what's well, happening. Well, going, going back to where you were saying that if the world is well-established and then you can predict... Like yeah. what's going to happen. That makes it so much fun. That's why I like Brandon Sanderson's novels so much is that he has a hard magic system where 
He sets rules for it. And then when he starts doing cool things within those rules, you're like, dope. Like mm-hmm. I can see that because you've already established the, 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 the foundation and you can build off of that. And it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Explain it like thousands of years ago, the traveler was going to bless the hive and then the darkness witness pulled the hive out from under the traveler's rug, basically. Oh, so they, okay. But so that's then why super vague also. But then right? why didn't they yeah. have, why didn't they have the light all the time then? Like, why was it only until recently were they getting, this is the whole thing I'm talking yeah, about, right? It's like, all what? really vague. The rules of the darkness and the light and the whatever are all so vague that you're just like, they yeah. could just, whatever, they did the thing and we're, we'll explain it very vaguely and then you'll just have like a tapestry of the history and you're like, okay, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so cool game. I like Destiny too. I don't mean to like rip on it or anything, but yeah, their story is interesting to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, cool transition here, Matt. Uh, what are your current CO2 levels like in your room? <laughs> is this like an ad read or something for a new CO2? Like- I just, I just can't stop using this new CO2 thermometer. Yeah, no, it's uh, a... <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. You ever go down a rabbit hole and you're just like, you learn about a dumb thing, like some, like diet or whatever. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I'm going down this rabbit hole and now I'm super educated or I've learned all this stuff that I didn't know before. And now I can't stop thinking about it. For me, it's been CO2, man. The amount of CO2 in your room. Okay. So when we exhale, we exhale carbon dioxide. Now monoxide. Maybe we do. I don't know how much we exhale, but it's carbon dioxide right and so okay if you're in a room with say not as good ventilation or circulation then those okay. levels will go up and there's all the science behind certain levels of co2 affecting your cognitive performance by like um big percentage margins right so like makes sense yeah so i've been getting into that and i've got i did get a little monitor and i'm like looking at it now in my oh office my and oh my god i've gotten so how's your co2 levels they're okay but i think i might buy some plants oh to help regulate the co2 will that, actu- will that actually help i don't know i they say it does actually some of the stuff that plants do is pretty impressive with how much how many well, yeah of course they're plants plants are pretty dope yeah, but they're cool they make our atmosphere but um yeah no it's um it's not as i noticed when i have my office door open and uh-huh. co2 levels go down to like 600 but then like <laughs> i don't even know what that means but uh, okay. 600 parts per million ppm okay okay what is what is it at right now uh it's 1030 so and what's and is that bad that's right at the edge of too much so um yeah once it goes beyond that so i'm probably at like a according to what i've been reading like 15 percent ish cognitive like uh less cognitive performance but if you you start getting it could be better right now exactly yeah that's why that transition sucked so much yeah because uh, you just you you're only using 85 percent of your exactly yeah, you i got you i got you yeah but if so if that co2 level went up to 1500 then your cognitive performance can drop by like 50 percent or something like that uh it's it's, it's interesting because they've been studying it in schools because they're like they'll a school a lot of schools have had really bad circulation so they're like it's literally no point in like 
studying in the school environment because your cognitive performance drops so much based oh, on wow. bad circuit because the more people are in a room the more co2 right, you're yeah, producing all breathing yeah it's I just gotcha. me in this office and when i close the door the co2 levels go up right and when i turn right. off my my hvac system right and it just because it's loud and it, it picks up on the mic then the the levels go up so i don't know i'm just i'm just like monitoring all the rooms now and i'm like well i want good cognitive performance yeah i don't want to be stupid I, maybe that's why yeah. i've been so stupid my entire life yeah it might just be because i'm stupid well may, maybe you should get a little monitor see how much co2 is in your room dude i won't lie it kind of sounds a little bit i'm sure there's a lot of science behind it but it yeah. does sound like you may have gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole where people totally. maybe swindle swindled you maybe potentially a little bit because you know you you do find that online I'm not I'm not here saying that for sure you guys gotta go out there and figure out your CO2 situation. I'm <laughs> saying that's the rabbit hole I'm going down and yeah. I'm and I am concerned. Okay. It's no, keep, it's fair. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna cut you're gonna come back with like a whole like a whole thing where you've Next got episode, tubes dude. and yeah. you've got you've got this whole rig set up to regulate your oxygen and your mm -hmm. CO2 levels in your mm -hmm. in your room. Yeah. I'm gonna have like a little um snorkel and it's gonna have like a tube going out the window so i can breathe yeah. fresh air you know there you go just <laughs> ah, just getting my my clean air <laughs> god damn it yeah speaking of education I, this is this is a great transition because yeah. um have you see, like heard about like the education lately for kids um and how apparently stupid all of them are uh, I mean, it depends what grade level you're talking about, but yeah. So, I mean, I've yeah. only, I, I don't have children, but mm -hmm. I've just been on the, I'm, you know, I'm chronically online, sure. but I keep hearing stories. I've heard them for like a year now of all these teachers straight up being like, there is a serious problem with our education. Basically kids are, they're just, they're dumb. They don't, mm -hmm. they don't know how to read. They don't know what state they're in. Some of them don't even know what their name is like, like the, their last name of their parents mm. and it's what? like they're seventh, they're seventh, yeah, they're seventh graders who don't know no. how to read. And then there'll be comments, you know, like on Reddit and stuff like that, like I'm a teacher, like this is no joke, yeah. this is endemic, this is a huge problem. And I don't think it's because CO2 levels. Uh, I don't think it's because of that. Might it be hurt. Be. It could be hurt by the it, CO2 it, levels. It could be, it could be, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm hopeful that it's just because of the uh you know covid situation and the whole school system you having think to covid like, made seventh graders dumb overnight like not over dumb but like it really it really hindered the education for you know two years two plus yeah. years where things weren't up to the same standards that it may have been before and that's kind of caused the decline and then hopefully it'll get back to yeah you know, upward swing i know i but, think it's been a very very long trend of the u.s education system yeah, dropping off is. a cliff yeah it's we used to have really good and <clears throat> now we have really bad in many regards and it just sucks especially public education public schools all that stuff is, is it terrifies me though cuz like i i think education is probably one of the most important things a society needs to mm -hmm. uh, improve upon because it's literally the foundation of your society and it can solve so many problems if people have like a basic good education and to hear these stories i'm like ooh this could get bad it's um it's a bit scary and i don't I don't know. So 
when I moved to where I live right now in Washington, mm-hmm. we specifically moved to a place that had some of the best ratings for the public schools. So nice because yeah, I was scared of it. I mean, um, it's not something that's new. I grew up in Oakland and I went to a public school in Oakland and it had to be yeah. one of the worst schools you could go to. Oh yeah. No, the education system in the United States has always been pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. This one was like next level. Cause so we moved from Oakland to Marin specifically because my parents were like, we got to get out of here. The schools are terrible. Uh Kids are not learning anything, but I had the entire fourth, fifth and sixth grade classes all in one classroom, all being taught by two teachers. Wow. And we didn't learn anything anything it was a nightmare and when i moved to a school in marin county i was way behind in everything reading writing and back when they taught cursive they're like yeah. we're gonna do cursive today i was like what's cursive you know it was like yeah it was not good so yeah depending on where you are what county what system you're in the education could be from you know from a zero to a ten i've been I've been pretty plugged into the the elementary level stuff for my kids lately, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty happy with what I see with them. They they seem like they're teaching a lot of good stuff. And my kids come home and they're like telling me about like you know my my son's like telling me about how syllables work and stuff. I'm like great, you know, like cool. He's learning all this stuff at school. I feel feel pretty good about it. Obviously, you do stuff at home too, but. It's concerning for sure. And it's it's hard because you're like, these are the people that are going to ultimately be the voters for our country. And dumb people are yeah, easy to manipulate. Yeah, they're going to be in charge at some point. Yeah. yeah and the, the people who figure out how to manipulate the dumb voter base the best are going to end up winning. And uh, it's just all concerning stuff because you're like, this isn't, it's not good. <laughs> it feels <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> and you are, you are right that things have always been pretty rough. Like I... I didn't know my ABCs until like way too late in life. And I, in fourth grade, was reading at a kindergarten level. Mm-hmm. And I had this great teacher and she got me up to a fourth grade within like a year. She was wow. incredible. Um, so I was like, I, I was also real dumb as a kid. Still am. But it's when, 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 you ha- <laughs> when you're hearing these stories of seventh graders who are struggling because they'll put an assignment on like the board and like they don't, they can't read it. They can't understand. Yeah. It's like that. That's a problem. Yeah. I know I'm aware, this is a gaming podcast, but I. No, it's yeah. fair. I mean, like if Scare, you're out there playing video me. games, go read a book, man. No, it's. Uh, read a book. <clears throat> yeah, literally. Literacy levels feel like the most basic thing you need to accomplish is an education yeah. system. And it's like, okay, like. It's the foundation for learning, right? Like if yeah. you want to learn, you need to be able to read because that's how you get more knowledge. Mm-hmm. Knowledge. Well, we also have a problem of you get what you pay for in this country, right? And educators have been pretty underpaid for a long time. So you're like, we need need smart, dedicated, passionate people to be educators. Also, we're going to pay them crap. And then it's like, okay, so... Yeah. How is this system supposed to work? We're we're in, um, you know... uh, I'm not an economist, but it seems like we're heading towards a recession and everything suffers there. And I don't know, like, I, I really don't know enough about it to tell you what the way out is other than just like, hold on, people. Hold, hold. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. 
Buy Bitcoin is what I'm trying to ask. Don't. I mean, you could if you want. You know, dude, it's your money. Do what you want. I, I don't know if I'd advise it. The, the but... leaked GTA 6 trailer told us all to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the, there you go. the most ridiculous and GTA appropriate thing I've ever seen, which is the trailer gets leaked. I think the trailer is dropping tomorrow, so it might be out before this podcast goes live. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> the leaked trailer just across the middle of the screen so you can't even see what's really happening. Just, just says buy, crypto. buy Bitcoin. <laughs> buy Bitcoin. It's like, great. Yeah. Who's this going to convince exactly? <laughs> yeah. No the, one. Yeah. Yeah. But I bought some. Okay, well, yeah. I guess it convinced someone. I bought a bit a, a Bitcoin. I don't know how much Bitcoin is worth. I think now. Bitcoin. I mean, there one Bitcoin is usually a lot of money. So I think it is quite a bit of money. It's yeah. like thirty thousand something ridiculous. I don't know. I I haven't checked in forever. <clears throat> oh, uh, Chad is saying that they officially released the trailer with no buy Bitcoin watermark on it. Oh, oh, do they actually release it? Oh, well, cool. I, they I'll must have, have done it. it in response to the. Uh, yeah, they're like, well, it's the out leak. there. I guess we'll post it. Yeah, cats out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. Yeah. I am quite excited. It does look cool. Um, yeah. More to talk about next. Po- I know you're primarily a GTA streamer these days. Ah, uh, yes, you know me. Just can't get enough of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the Unity news, but they fired uh, most of the employees. I'm not actually sure how many, but most oh, of the people from, the from, from Weta. So they acquired Weta yeah. a few years ago for like $2 billion. And a lot of people know Weta for their VFX work. Mm-hmm. They're very well known in gaming and film and all that stuff for making amazing visual effects stuff. Uh, Unity bought it, and then they're like, well, the company's not doing good. Uh, time to fire 265 employees directly from Weta. You're like, oof. Now, I'm not saying that Weta wouldn't have maybe had to do their own cuts had they not been purchased. There's a very good chance that they would have. Everything's kind of going crazy now with um, film and streaming and all that stuff, you know. All the big companies are are letting people go and increasing subscription prices and all that stuff but uh it's tough to watch because i as much as i'm not a huge fan of unity uh compared to like say the tech in unreal like unity's fine on its own as an engine it's it's really come uh-huh. a long way yeah uh, i want it's unreal to have a competitor because if unreal yeah. doesn't have a competitor then there are some free there's like godot or godot however you want to say it which is like a free to use game design engine but you need big competitors. Intel needs AMD. AMD needs Intel. You know, like you need, yeah, Xbox needs Nintendo and PlayStation, and they all need each other to make mm-hmm. their products better, or you end up with one crappy product that charges you an arm and a leg, you know? Right. So I, I don't want Unreal to go unchallenged out there as like the best engine, right? Um, so hopefully Unity gets their crap together because it is not together right now. Um, Some people are thinking that they're, because uh, I, I did see that news. Some people are thinking that they're making cuts so that they can serve themselves on a platter for someone to buy them up. Yeah, that would, I mean, that would make sense. I it, Unity is too big of a company for it to just straight up fail. Like they yeah. have a product that's being used by thousands and thousands and thousands of devs around the world. And there's developers with 10 plus years of unity experience and that's their whole resume like the engine's not just gonna evaporate but they might sell it and they might have to greatly downsize or 
rein in some of their extra projects, which is what it seems like they are doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but I, agree, are, I agree with you. That's yeah. I mean, I I I don't want Unity to fail. I think what they've done, yeah. the people the people at the top are, should be the ones who are honestly suffering because they're the ones that are making these decisions mm-hmm. that is causing their company to, you know, have all these problems. Um, but it's 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 a shame that the you know the the actual workers are the ones that are paying the price right now. Yeah, and and unfortunately, in some cases, the devs with that cool Unity install fee thing that. Seemed to kick yeah. off this entire downward spiral. Not that yeah. Unity was in a downward spiral, but... but yeah. But some of our favorite games run on Unity, like I believe BattleBit runs on Unity. Oh, does it? Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, could. Yeah, it's How a lot of fun. I played the new, uh, the new. F- it's not like a. F- it was a free weekend. Free, but um, there's new content. There's a bunch of new. Yeah, there's content. new content. Yep. Yeah. I might actually play more of it tonight. I had that much fun. The game. God, the game is just satisfying there's just Mm -hmm. something about like taking people out in that game just just gives you that dopamine hit just like oh it's like the recoil and then the hit markers and like it's it does like the visuals of it aren't impressive whatsoever no the new maps that they've made i think they have done a a bit of a step they look a lot better they kind of reminds me more of battlefield uh yeah visually i'm like oh this has kind of got this fun tropical vibe thing going on all of a sudden some of the older maps are drab and ugly and you're like you could just go ahead and delete this map you know (laughs) like (laughs) i don't mind not playing this ever again but uh, and i think they've done a better job with their interiors too because there were some buildings that was just a flat like yeah yeah you couldn't tell the difference between the wall and the floor you're like i assume there's a seam here somewhere but i can't see it because there's no shadows on the interior of this hallway (laughs) yep yep so I think that they've taken that feedback to heart and it's still battle bit. It still looks yeah th- similar, but it's one of it, my favorite sniping games, dude, like oh, sniping dude, the and battle of that bit. are so unbelievably busted. Yeah. Like the travel speed on that's like, Oh, point and click adventure. Here we go. Yeah. It's, it's very, they're very strong. And what other game can you get like a thousand meter headshot? You know, it's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is pretty wild. Yeah. And then sniping the pilots at the way that the, uh, the Black Hawk helicopters crash Mm -hmm. is so satisfying when you're in the crash and then it like hits the ground and it's like a wreckage and you kind of come to, and then you're like in a firefight, you know, like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm like, dang, like they straight up took, they did this before Battlefield could, because you know Battlefield's yeah. like, damn, wish we thought of that one. That's so cool. <laughs> the one one change that they, I really liked, and maybe you played when they made this adjustment, was so medics were basically required for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And it felt like if you weren't playing as a medic, you couldn't get back into the action reliably. And so they adjusted it where now if you have a bandage and you uh, heal yourself with it, it will actually heal you. And I think they made that change a while back, but it was only a slight heal. And now it's like 50%. So if you use a bandage twice, you're back up to 50, you're back up to full health and you can get back into the action. So it just felt like there wasn't this reliance on the medic as much. Now you could argue that's kind of like what Battlefield is where you just have normal health regeneration, but I thought it was a nice middle ground where you mm-hmm. still need to use bandages, you still need to resupply them if you run out and you get like five or something. Yeah. But the flow just felt a lot better and I didn't feel like I needed to be attached to the hip from That's a medic. Good. And also medics didn't need to be just attached to the hip from everyone just throwing down 
heels everywhere. The so, game, the game has had a little bit of an identity crisis throughout its development where it started as like, we're going to go Arma squad with our gameplay pacing. And so that's yeah. why you see a lot of that weird mag indexing stuff in the game, which yeah, sort of feels out that. of place, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of layover from the original design. And then they realized that, Hey, the visual style of the game is not attracting people who want Arma and squad. Cause those guys mm-hmm. are just going to go play Arma and squad. They want to feel like they're in a very realistic war. So then they, I think they started catering more towards the battlefield crowd. So you've got, when it launched, I think it had a lot of hybrid features that didn't really play well together. You're like, the TTK right. is crazy fast. I'm using a vector and just dominating people. But then my reload is long. And then I have all this downtime in between like indexing mags and pat bandaging up. And the pacing of running and shooting is fast. And then everything in between that is like... Super slow. Super slow. So it just felt very off in a lot of ways. And it seems like they're trying to dial that in more with their DLC content. And I think they've done a very good job. Yeah. I mean, for a three man dev team too. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, people have pointed out that the player base for BattleBit kind of really tapered off because obviously it hit like an insane number. I think they're like 80, 90,000 at some point. Crazy. Yeah. And then it tapered way, 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 way off. But... I think it's going to kind of come back and once the game dials in a lot of its kind of janky stuff even more, all it needs is like that extra little bump. And then it's going to, I think it's just going to end up having like a really stable player base for a while is like the very low cost battlefield alternative that in many ways plays better than battlefield, you know? Yeah, I mean, this was it was always going to happen. It's an indie FPS game. It's like the player base was always going to drop. And yeah, I mean, I, I go back to my stance. It's, so I was getting asked all the time originally when it went into early access, like, is this worth picking up? And while I don't I never feel comfortable saying you should buy a game or not, because I don't know what, you know, the costs, what the cost value for you. Like, I don't know what $50 is to you. Right. Yeah. It could be a lot, could be a little. So that's sure. besides the point. But the whole idea, like, is this worth it? Do you think this is going to last? I think is a a self-fulfilling prophecy. And also it negates the idea that you can't enjoy a game just in the net here in the now. Uh, I had so much fun with yeah. BattleBit at launch. I got my money's worth. I don't need, I don't need BattleBit to last five years, right? I hope it does, but there's still enjoyment to be had now. And I think that value is something that more people should um, appreciate. And yeah, also celebrate, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, exactly. And also, if you have this mentality, I'm not going to buy it because I'm worried it's not going to last. That's fine because some people, you know, they really have to pick and choose what games they buy because of monetary reasons. But also, if you don't buy it, no one buys it, then it's going to then there isn't going to be a player base. Right. I mean, 15 bucks for for me, it was like a month straight of battle. Yeah, I was just like, this game is awesome. Nobody can stop playing it or like. I was running into people I knew in game. The voice comm mm-hmm. stuff was amazing. It was offering gameplay experiences that no other shooter had offered. And you're like at 15 bucks from an indie team. That's incredible. Yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's achieved a lot. And I think the devs have made enough where they can, they, they told me in an interview that they were just going to stick. They had budgeted out for the next five years where they could just keep working on it for like nice five years and just make sure that, get the game into the state that they want it to be in and 
add as much stuff as they wanted and tune everything up. And I'm like, great, man, that's awesome. So they're sort of budgeted out and ready to go because it, it exploded, you know, Yeah, they made so much money off and they should like, they deserved it because it was, it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Such an interesting dev story where the game was so successful at launch that, uh, the cost of running the servers that they needed for all the people playing was uh-huh. huge. I think I can't remember what they said, but it was something like 15, 30 grand a month or something like that, you know, Jesus. for servers. And then they're they're telling me how much it costs to run servers in other countries. And they're like, we get why people don't have servers in these countries and all these people in these countries complain because they charge like double, triple over there. Oh, so they're just like Oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. And I was like, whoa, this has kind of opened my eyes to a lot of like the server economics of right. the world. But uh they they do steam i think pays out every quarter or something like that so it was going to be like three months or something before they got their first paycheck and they're like uh we gotta pay (laughs) bills of like thirty thousand dollars like it's just going up and up so they had to take out loans otherwise they would have been like fully bankrupt uh just to keep the game alive yeah they're like that's crazy yeah i don't think they had a hard time getting loans because they're like yeah look we're gonna get paid like millions of dollars on our first paycheck so we're good for it but like otherwise our game just dies tomorrow if we can't pay this server bill (laughs) that is mind-blowing i had no idea it was that expensive yeah yeah no servers ain't cheap man um i get why I get why a lot of indie devs don't do multiplayer on their first title because yeah. they're like, yeah, we're not going to deal with af- servers. I can't afford this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Not to mention the cheaters and all that stuff. You oh, know, God. all the stuff you got going against you as an indie dev, you're like, we can't, we can't police this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just Todd. I'm just here to. <laughs> yeah. Battlebit seems to have done an incredible job at policing cheats, though. I, I honestly don't fully understand how they did it. They sort of told me, but. They have a very dedicated community too that like um kind of does a little bit of what Valve does, which is like player reviewed. They'll like yeah. review stuff and then they'll they'll make the call and and then the devs will ban them and stuff. Yeah, I've I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. Once someone gets flagged a couple of times, then it goes to like a community and then they they kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And they have such a good system for reporting and everything in that game. And you're just like really simple. Yeah. How is Battlebit doing all this stuff so much better than like any other multiplayer game where you're constantly dealing with cheaters and toxic players and stuff? And Battlebit's like, yeah, just we'll just mark them and it'll go to our community thing and they'll be like, yeah, this dude's toxic. Well, let's ban him, you know, and then they just handle it. It's pretty impressive, man, but it is it is interesting that that's become a big component of game design now is fostering a healthy game community, right? It's like you you have to take an active part in that now as a developer. It's like, yeah, if it's multiplayer, make sure your players... It speaks who, badly. It's, it speaks yeah. horribly of if your game. Like, oh, I, like I know a lot of people that don't play Rainbow Six Siege anymore because of the player base. They just do not want... They don't want anything to do with it because yeah. they know they're not going to have fun. Well, it's like hopping into a, a game of Call of Duty and then at the end of round score screen and everybody gets their comms on and are, oh. you're just like, this is the worst experience ever. You know, like nothing makes me mute comms faster than that. But it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I know these are the people I play with now, you know, that kind of sort of mm-hmm. sets the tone for like, who am I against? Oh, a bunch of people who are going to like throw hate speech out there the first second they got you know <laughs> throw gamer words left right and center yep. yeah you're like cool cool well good to know good to know who's playing you know 
Mm-hmm. Watch any good movies lately? I wish. I've been pretty boring this last week. Just been, yeah, I've been very boring. But playing a lot of Age of Empires, that's about it. Dude, you and Age of Empires, reading. man. You, gotta, you know, are I you just, the, I'm, yeah. I'm going pro, okay? I'm just, just, just gonna, I'm announcing I'm today. I'm all for I'm, it, dude. I'm going to be your number one fan. I'll be all oh, your thank tournaments. Thank you, thank you, level. Yeah. But no, I've just been, I've been reading a bunch, but just, I have, I have watched Jujutsu Kaisen. I've been going through that anime hmm. because everyone's been raving about it. Um, I got to a particular scene with a particular person holding someone else's hair. Um, um, While they threw up? No, while they <laughs> punched him in the face. Uh, okay. it, don't worry about it. It's like the internet went crazy over it. Okay. And so for if, if you've seen Jujutsu Kaisen, you probably know what I'm talking about. I might have actually and, seen that meme online already. I can't. I don't know. Yeah, but. big muscly blonde guy holding another blonde guy's hair who kind of, yeah, who looks yeah. a little feminine. Yeah, that was the, that was the meme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so the show's good. My one issue with it, though, is that it tries to explain its magic system, and its magic system is so goddamn convoluted and confusing. And I'm just like, what even the world is going <laughs> on? Like, why are you even trying to explain this? Just be like, hey, this guy, he's able to do this magic, and then I'm cool. I'm cool with it. You don't need to be going to like the nuance, yeah, you know, of it. Just, just he's it's a shonen. Just fight each other. Mm-hmm. Quit talking. It reminds me of uh, that. Reminds me of like Gundam Wing, where they try and explain the politics, and you're like, just stop, <laughs> just stop, stop explaining. <laughs> I saw that when I was a kid. I thought I was dumb because I didn't understand any of the like relationships of the factions. I was like, this is uh-huh. politics, and politics is confusing, and it goes over my head. Then I watched mm-hmm. it again as an adult, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> they haven't. <laughs> just, it's still bad. Yeah, nothing makes sense because it just doesn't make sense. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. Uh, I watched a movie called The Holdovers that I would recommend. The um, Holdovers, okay. Yeah, it's sort of a coming-of-age comedy. Um, okay. takes place, I think, in the 70s, sort of at a boarding high school i guess like you'd send your kids away to high school back then or more i guess you okay. can still do it a bit but um paul giamatti is a teacher there and it's it's kind of the holdovers are the kids who stay at the school during winter breaks because for whatever reason their families can't take them back at that point so they're okay. usually kind of the kids with weird stuff going on in the home life you know ah. Uh, so it's one of, it's kind of like, um, dead poet society vibes, if that, okay. if that, but a little bit yeah. funnier, um, look kind of a little more tongue in cheek. I would hope so if it was a comedy. Yeah, no, it's got a bit more com- comedy stuff to it. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, they, they take a very seventies vibe to like the way they shoot it. So like the intro credits have got all the kind of the 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 filmy filmy quality of like um the dirt on the 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 film and oh really yeah and then they'll do funny shots where they zoom in nobody zooms with a camera lens anymore because it's cheesy right but uh-huh. like they did that all the time with movies back then because they're like look we've got a pain of vision lens that has a zoom on it zoom so they do that kind of stuff uh, during the movie and it, it really does give it this older sense, but clearly it doesn't look like absolute garbage, which means they shot it on modern technology, right. but, right. 
Um, I enjoyed when you, when it I think, a lot. When I think zooming, I think of handheld like uh, home video stuff, which yeah, is probably what they, exactly. were, what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, they do that a bunch in the movie, which is funny because you're like, that's what they used to do back when they had a good way of doing, back when they thought that was a cool technique. And then later right. on, they're like, yeah, we're just going to like dolly closer to the subject and not do crappy zoom effects. <laughs> but <laughs> right. yeah, they just did it a lot back in the day. And I, I was, it just gave me the giggles watching it. You know, I enjoyed it. So if you recommend it though. Yeah, I recommend it. If you're in the mood for sort of a coming of age, comma, comedy, dramedy type thing, it's, it's good. Nice. Yeah. Um, can't remember if I watched too much else. Uh, some, uh, the, great british british bake-off but with the the kid version my kids watch that sometimes there's a kid version of it now it's pretty adorable um i mean i can't imagine i mean the, the the normal show is adorable too so yeah i imagine yeah. the kids version would be even even mm-hmm. more so yeah uh i'm watching my kids get into it too they're just like it's glued such a, to the it screen. is such a wholesome show too yeah you're baking cookies and cakes and stuff you know and you're just rooting for them you're like oh my god (laughs) bless your heart that is the cutest little cupcake i've ever seen yeah you know yeah great and then they all hug each other when they get kicked off the show you know yeah like like, oh look at that they're not all dicks yeah no yeah it's good yeah it's good yeah it's a nice wholesome version of what that formula used to be which was just like people in tears and their makeup running yeah Yeah. and gordon ramsay like berating people you're the worst (laughs) put putting putting two breads in between their their i love that what are you i'm a stupid sandwich like what is this (laughs) well did you know gordon ramsay does a children's cooking show now right yeah i think it's it's i think it's he's pretty wholesome Yeah, yeah yeah no he's like yeah, he puts on dad vibes, I, you know. He's, Gordon Ramsay, I don't think is a bad guy. I no, think no, a, he, he is. He is a performer, and yeah. he performs. And I've enjoyed it when he yeah. berates these poor people that coming on the show. And like, yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot sandwich. <laughs> when I I saw a clip, what apparently all the food, like when they do those taste tests, right? They're like, mm-hmm. this is this is terrible. It's all cold food because the way that production with the you know TV, it takes, oh, it a, takes a while forever. to get. So they make two dishes and the one dish that they actually review it on is done off camera where it's hot and it's ready. Mm-hmm. And then the one that they're eating on camera is the cold version. And so when they're acting like, oh, this is so good or it's trash, it's like, well, yeah, it's trash or it's good, yeah. but it's cold. It's, it's, it's room temperature. That is pretty interesting. I mean, thank you for ruining the magic of the show for I me now. I didn't mean to ruin it for you, but <laughs> hey, 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 here we are. Yeah, it probably doesn't matter as much with pastries and stuff. Uh, but because, I mean, yeah, you're not often serving hot pastries and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, for the rest of the cooking stuff. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, those camera people take forever, dude. They got to adjust the lighting and got to yeah. get everything in and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. <sighs> Gotta get the right shot. Yeah, these guys could learn from YouTubers, man. Just like, bang it out, dude. You just gotta just bang it out. Just get it out there. It doesn't matter about the quality. It's the content. Yeah. yeah. Timing. Yeah. Timing, man. It's all about timing and your title. It's the coolest. Literally. The, the best bake-off of all time. I can't believe this bake-off. Yeah, yeah. Put a red arrow pointing God, in the I cake. God, I thought I saw like a, just a video title. 
and it was a prominent YouTuber and it, and, and the title was so vague. I literally had no idea what the topic was and, and, and it had millions yeah. of views. It's like, I'm not clicking on this just because that that's, yeah. I'm not rewarding this kind of behavior anymore. This you know is what so I've been pathetic. really upset with, and this is a little inside shop talk, but like the click through rate is the most important metric to YouTube. So when they see a high click through rate, but a low retention rate, they don't give a crap and they'll just show that video to people because that's what they want the most. Now for people, people that don't know what click, uh, click through rate is, do you, can you explain just, yeah, it's, I, sorry, I thought it was a little self-explanatory, but fair enough. It's when you see a thumbnail or a title for a video and the click through rate is the percentages of times that they show it to you, how many people click on it. So like yeah. a very high click through rate would be like 8%. That would mm -hmm. be huge, right? If 8% of the people that saw this thumbnail clicked on it, now that video is going to go viral. YouTube's going to show it to everybody. But yeah. the retention rate or the watch time rate is becomes a secondary metric for them, which really sucks because as a content creator, you want to make something that people are going to engage in for a while. You want people to enjoy your content enough to watch a, at least a good percentage of your video. You right? not just have it be a title and a, right. a catchy thumbnail. And that is a metric that YouTube cares about to some degree. And they say it's one of their most important metrics, but time and time and time again, I will see some of my content go out there that has an average click through rate, but an incredible retention rate, like really mm -hmm. like double what my normal retention rate. And then YouTube's like, ah, we're not going to show this to people because whatever, you know, because we're YouTube. And then I'll put out a video that has crap retention rate, really bad. <laughs> but the click-through rates like through the roof and that that'll be the one that goes viral. So I'm like, cool. So people are clicking on this watching for three minutes on average. And that's the one that YouTube's like, yes, more you people could, you watch You could this. argue that it's because people are clicking through it because they're interested and, but they're not like a, a fan of you. So you're you, people that watch your content regularly yeah. will watch it longer. And then new people who aren't as invested in your kind of content don't yeah, watch it you as should, long. Technically, you should see the retention rate drop off as it gets shared with more people. But I've seen right. stuff that starts off with low retention rate, but high click-through rate get promoted like crazy. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just inside shop talk, but it is annoying. And I part of why I think they do that is because they're just competing with TikTok right now. YouTube is TikTok is like the mortal enemy of YouTube and <laughs> Their TikTok does all the things that you would expect them to do, you know, which is like the first time I opened TikTok ever, it was a video of somebody twerking, you know, like, oh, nothing. Nice. I hadn't input any like preferences, nothing. It was just like yep. logged in first thing, somebody twerking. And I was just like, okay, TikTok, like touche, right? Like they know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Uh, on Twitter now, um, I'm getting fan I'm getting ads for OnlyFans, and I'm not like clicking on them, or I'm not like yeah. visiting certain websites. Have you and it's just like, hey, find your favorite creators <laughs> today. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll find those creators. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I will say the Twitter algorithm lately has been I'm like, why is it showing me all these like. Absolute uh, street, dog water. Street violence in like yeah, Argentina like or something. Yeah. Like actually people dying. I'm like, yeah. I there's do not, not a want warning. to watch this. Yeah. I think literally this morning I was scrolling 
through because I only subscribe to game people yeah. and like me too artists, people who do yep. like digital art and stuff. Literally, same. that's pretty much the only people I subscribe to, and then. It'll be like, here's a gang shooting in like, yeah. I don't know, Chicago or something. And it's like people dying in front of my eyes. And I'm like, why? I'll literally, I'll, I'll literally click like, I'm not interested in this. Stop. Yeah. And then like the next clip is like something. I'm like, what are you doing right now? Yeah. It's pretty aggressive, man. I, uh, whatever they're tweaking with the algorithm over there. It's like, it's definitely for the, the engagement rate of the yep. platform versus, you know, uh, catering specifically to what you might want and letting you log off. You know, you're like, oh, nothing going on in the game world. I guess I'll log off. And Twitter's like, no, 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 no. Don't log off. Wait, 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 wait. Like, Have you seen this other person get shot? It's like, no, I don't want to see someone die. Yeah. I don't see people get hurt. Yeah. That's not why I'm here. There's like no warning too. It's just like here's someone dying. God, yeah. it's like it's traumatizing almost. <laughs> it's, like it's wild because we think we're in like the golden age of like media and accessibility, but like the news uh, companies, agencies back when it was all TV, they used to be. They used to have. It was either a regulation or a more of an agreement where they wouldn't show violent news until like after 8 p.m. or something like mm. that. So they'll have this like thing where it's and like, during, like warn you too. Yeah. Yeah. So that like during the day you'd be getting politics, you'd be getting economy, you'd be the getting weather. weather, whatever, you know, what's going on. Maybe there'd even be positive content in there. Right. Can you Who imagine somebody reporting Positivity on something in the world? nice? Everything yeah. isn't just d death and decay. Yeah. I know you open Twitter. You're like, well, the world's burning, you know, and then. <laughs> You go outside yeah. and you're like, it's not burning. People are pretty not happy bad and out here. Nice. You know, it's yeah. a little cold, a little nippy, but Yeah, yeah. It's uh <laughs> I don't know what the solution is, dude, but it's it's wild. Maybe just get off social media. Maybe that's I think that really is the solution. It's just stop going on social media. Yeah. Except up. to consume our content. Which you can find <laughs> Yes, which you can find on YouTube and all the podcasting platforms. Also, <clears throat> thank you to the Patreon members who are watching us live right now um we look forward to seeing you guys every week even jason and um <laughs> sorry jason he's always the butt of every joke uh, <laughs> when when you're not the butt of the joke matt it's it's jason um but check out the patreon link in the video description if you want to support the podcast matt and i are officially putting all the money back into the podcast Pretty yes. soon, Matt yeah. did buy a swanky new mic arm now, so it, it I did. Have, yeah, now you, I, like I was it. gonna say I didn't even mention it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's nice, right? Yeah, I like it, dude. Yeah, we're gonna talk more about that in the uh, post podcast Q and A session, which Patreon members get access to. For everyone else, thank you so much for dropping by, hanging out. Let us know how we did in the comments. Drop some content suggestions down there as well. Hit the subscribe button, like us if you think we did a good job, ding the bell to beat that YouTube algorithm, and uh, Matt will close us out here with some words of wisdom. So going back to our education talk, um, mm -hmm. always remember that an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That was, a, that was a Benjamin Franklin quote. Hey, we're stepping up our game over here. Like yeah. it. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. We You're welcome. Cheers. Because, you know, my <laughs> Brandon Sanderson quotes weren't apparently good enough for you. He's stepping it up. He's stepping it up. <sighs> Do what I can. <clears throat> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye.